Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 175 and we have the amazing Larry Levine back on the show today. Hi, this is Larry Levine. You're listening to Heart Sales Podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Hope you enjoy. Well, I'm so happy that Larry is back on the show today because I just loved our conversation about no empty suits. And today we are going to dive in even deeper into the revolution Larry is leading about authenticity, integrity, and substance in the sales profession. And it's all about selling from the heart, which is a business he started in 2016 after a 28-year career within the office technology space. And he totally started from scratch. And in only four years, he has developed into clients all over the US, Europe, and Australia. He has become a best-selling author of Selling from the Heart, and he is a co-host of Selling from the Heart podcast. What a revolution. So tune in, have fun, enjoy, and take away lots of amazing wisdom. Well, I am so excited to have you back on the show, Larry. Welcome. This is, this is good. Round two, huh? This is wonderful. Round two. Yeah, I love that. You know, it's, um, it's, I want to make sure that people get as much as they can from your brilliant brain and heart, <laughs> which I think the combination is so, so important that you bring heart to your business, to the table, to conversations. And, um, you know, your book, Selling from the Heart, has made such a huge impact in so many people's lives. So I really, really, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. And, um, you know, as already kind of started or kind of finished the other episode with, what was the very, very first thing you ever sold in your life? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, out, outside, of, outside of asking my wife to marry me? Well, I, that was ho hopefully not with eight or 10, right? No, no, no but, but actually, <laughs> but that was probably, that, that's the question. What was the biggest sell you ever made? Yeah. No, well, there, there you go, Christine. <laughs> but, but, but if I look, but if I look back, like all the jobs I had in high school and all that, there were non-selling jobs and even, you never sold any cookies or I mean, nothing? You know, I really don't consider that. Well, I baseball guess. Cards. I, no, I bought I, no, I bought baseball cards. But you know, I mean, we had to sell that stuff when I was in. You know, I was in Cub Scouts and things like that. But I guess that's sales. But I go, you know, what? If I really look back, I mean, my first first sales job was actually when I was right out of college. And so, I mean, so what, what did you sell? I came out of the office technology space. So I sold copiers my whole entire life. That oh, that's, that's where it started already? Okay. Yeah, it, but, you know, I, I guess, you know, we could go back and say, hey, you know, when I was eight and nine and I was in Cub Scouts or I was in Little League, yeah, we had to sell peanuts and calendars and things like that. But that just comes along with the territory. Well, I get that. So the question is, um, or the, the deeper question is probably like, how did you feel when you received money for the first time you ever sold something, even though it might have been your neighbor? Like, do you think you are a natural salesperson? You know, you know that's an interesting question because um, I'm going to answer it in a couple different ways, but it was really hard in the beginning. And the, I'm just going to look in the beginning of my sales career. It was really hard in the beginning for me to extract money from people mm. profitably. Yeah. And I know so many, you know, many of our listeners have this challenge. So I always love the question and love to hear what the people do to overcome this challenge, because only then you can be a successful entrepreneur 
or successful salesperson once you start selling and receiving money. Yeah, you, but, but you know what's interesting is it goes back into, and we were talking about it on the last episode, is if you really understand who you are and what makes you tick, and you clearly define you and why you and why you exist, then it becomes a little bit easier because, you know, in, in sales, I'm looking at this, maybe it's just how my brain works, Christine, but I look at things in a totally different manner than most people mm-hmm. is it took me a while to really understood understand this is when I was out in the sales world and even still today, what I, you know, in, in a different role that I have is I believe that we're selling experiences and memories and we have to capture those. Mm. And if knowing that what we're selling, whether you're, you know, by yourself or you're on a sales team or you're that solo entrepreneur or you're selling your services or you're coaching or whatever, is we have to understand the issues and challenges that people have and layer how we can help them on top of that. And if we believe in our message and with conviction we can deliver it, then, you know, rightfully so that we could ask for business in a profitable manner. But I think is when we don't understand all that and we have all this misalignment going and we're not... And I, always, and I always say this, and I have this in a manifesto in my book, is if we open all of our conversations in a sales manner, in a transactional manner, mm. and we talk about I can save you money and all this, then guess what happens? I think we demean who we are as sales professionals, and it becomes all about what? Money. But if we can open up relationships and conversations in a transformational way, then I think that, you know, the investment in you is just part of the process. And it took me a long time to figure that one out. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how did it feel to be a salesperson at, at your beginnings? You know, it, it, I struggled with it. Uh, and that's why, you know, I write in my book, there's a massive difference between a sales rep and a sales professional. And I think a lot of people get into sales because they know that, you can make a very, very, very good living in sales. And if you ask, and I always love asking this, is if you ask most salespeople, why do they get into sales? What do you think the answer is, Christine? Commission. Commission, right? I'm, yeah. I'm into it because of the money. I, I mean, and when I first, I, I didn't say I fell into sales, but I was kind of, I went down that path because I enjoyed having conversations and I enjoyed building relationships with people and so forth. And I said, well, you know, that's just parlay that into something which turned into a sales career. But it took me a long, long, long time to figure out how to profitably, how to profitably earn a, a living because in the very beginning I got the snot kicked out of me. I mean, it's this sales is tough. And I think, you know, whether you're by yourself you know, as a, as that solo entrepreneur or you're on a sales team or, or what have you, sales is brutally tough. It's even more tough when you make it all about you and you're really trying to fight for every dollar as opposed to let me really truly understand that person on the other end and how can I help them? And if we can start doing that, it changes. Both, it changes. It, 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 it changes the game, and and it it took me a really long time to figure that one out. I mean, I struggled with it probably the first five six years of my sales career because I I just think unfortunately a lot of salespeople, even the younger generation that's moving into sales now, 
the, the onboarding and the coaching and the nurturing and, and all that that goes on, I think is non-existent. Yeah. It's we quickly onboard people and then, you know, we might use outdated ways to, to bring these people aboard and then we bring a new salesperson on and if they're not selling anything in three to four months, then guess what happens? Well, they're gone. Yeah. They're gone, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, I, and I, just, I, I had to struggle with this the hard way. Right. I mean, I could count literally on one hand and not use all my fingers. How many great managers I had in my life. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. Totally. Totally. Because it, you know, all the potential that's not, well, used is not the right word. That's not taken care of by the, by the companies. And I remember when I was in, in, in corporate and we talked a little bit before um, I did like daily meetings to kind of, you know, engage the team, to motivate the team, to inspire the team and to make sure that I get those different personalities that they just, they felt good in their skin and they were authentic when selling, you know, coming up with like, I, I remember people do think in different ways. Like we have all our own filters where how we see the world so in a sales conversation, especially when you're cold call and you speak over the phone and you don't see body language or their face, you, can, you just have the voice to really hear what they are saying, what they are really meaning. It's so important to understand that you need to become a great listener. And yeah. so I, I remember one, one day, um, you know, I love Argentine tango. So I showed my team this beautiful video and if you've ever seen it, like it, it looks amazing, but the woman dances like a different choreography than the guy. Right. So if it's not choreographed, it's like, you know, you are led by the man, but you don't know what step comes next. It's not like the waltz where you see like one, two, three, one, two, three, left, right. right, right. It's like so much more complicated. So I showed that to the team watching everybody watching this video. And obviously it's, you know, it looks really beautiful. And you could just see how interesting it was. Like everybody perceived it in a different way. And then I turned it into the sales conversation. So you as a salesperson, you lead, you have to choreograph your own step, but you also have to help choreograph the step of the person you're talking to and to understand what they need, because if you don't give them space, you're going to screw up the dance. It's not going to look nice. No, exactly. And, but what, what's interesting is how many people, I, I remember back in my, my day, I tried it. it I, w I, was always, I was always sitting on top of the totem pole in sales. So I was always number one or number two in my sales department, always. And I remember one time they had asked me to run one of the branches in my organization as a manager and I stunk at it. It was the worst year I ever had in my whole life. Yeah. Because you took the focus away from you. Exactly. And I go, man, I could never become a manager. I just could never do it. But now the older that I got in doing what I'm doing now is that's where I go. There's a massive difference between a manager and a coach and a leader yeah. and in getting i've only been out of corporate sales four years so i stepped right out of corporate sales flipped the hat around christine and started coaching individual salespeople and sales teams 
on things that I thought were sorely lacking out there just based on 28, almost 29 years of observing sales teams. So I go, now I get what's sorely lacking. And I think what's sorely lacking is what you just brought up is there's a severe lack of coaching and nurturing and mentoring and all that to me. I mean, there's a time and a place to manage and I get it and I'm not here to discredit it, but there's way too much managing and not enough developing. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. I think it's, you know, if you bring personal development and sales together, then you can really create magic because the person is going to grow as a person. If you are the coach, I believe a coach always grows with their clients. Yeah. And, you know, and you give the experience to people you are talking to, you want to sell to um, by making it so much better and nicer because people buy you first and then the product basically. Right. Well, and, yeah. So, so here's, here's what, here's what's interesting about that is if you ask, if you ask your customers, what do they really want from a salesperson, right? They will tell you, you have to be willing and you have to accept what they're going to say, right? Good and bad, but they will tell you, they'll tell you things like, I just want you to care about me. I want you to be there for me. Don't break your promises. Treat me with respect and so forth, right? Yeah. And we can go on and on and on and on and on. Well, here's what I want people to think about is what do you think salespeople want from their managers? Same thing. Same thing, Christine. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? I think, you know, we all, what we want for ourselves. I mean, that's human, right? We all want to be treated with respect. We all want that promises that are made are fulfilled. So be that, I mean, be that person. And by being that person, you, you become the leader automatically because leaders are respected and managers often not. Yeah. And here, and here's what, here's what scares me and it concerns me with what I see out there right now is I took on another layer of what I'm doing and I started to coach high performing sales reps. These are high earners, and so forth. And I started to do it because I started to see something out there when I was working with sales teams. I started seeing the top one and two and three salespeople in companies being left alone. Yeah. Yeah. Because, hey, they know they're going to deliver their numbers, right? I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to piss these people off. If I piss them off or push them and they leave, then what? See where I'm going with this? Totally. But, and I have what, experienced that whenever, you know, I mean, I was always a top performer. When yeah. I was at peak performance, you know, I was not touched, so to speak, like I could do whatever I wanted. But then as soon as it tanked a little bit for whatever reason, you know, they were all over you. You thought like, well, give me a moment to breathe. I'm going to be back to my game because I know what the heck I'm doing. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's sad because I share this because now as I'm starting to coach these individuals, mm. it's amazing the things, Christine, that I start to hear as they start being comfortable and they open up, they go, you know what? Things just haven't been right you know, with me for the last year, but nobody's bothered to freaking ask because I've delivered the numbers. But my yeah, managers so they, never they pulled me aside and asked and, and really said, you know, what can I do to help, right? Is there anything I can do to help you to become better? It's okay, where are the numbers at, right? Hey, high five, right? You had a fantastic month. 
and so yeah. forth. I'm coaching somebody right now, and this is kind of just sad where the word leadership's at, is I'm coaching somebody who's almost double what their plan number is year to date. And all this person did was ask them, hey, what else are you going to sell the rest of the month? As opposed to, and it's sad, but you can't bring your heart to the business table as a leader if you're always focused on the numbers. And what's really interesting is I had a conversation actually earlier this week with one of my old service technicians at a company I used to work for. And we're still friends that I've known this person well past 20 years. I said, hey, how's it going at, right? Name of my old company. Uh, you know, things still are the same as, and I've been far removed out of this company six plus years now. And what's sad is leadership. I can't even call it leadership. The powers that be look at their employees as numbers, as opposed to human beings. And they've attached revenue dollars to who they are. Now multiply that out times what's going on all across the world inside sales teams. Mm. Yeah. And you can see where the issues are at is we're pushing, we're pushing down from the top. And when you start attaching revenue dollars to a human being and you're looking like them as what's my revenue per employee and all that, you're missing the boat folks as we start rolling into 2020. Oh, I totally agree. And I know I've been in situations, right? You delivered the biggest deal. And the question is, well, congrats. Where's the next? Like, yep. sorry, yep. like what? <laughs> well, that's why, you know, that's why the old saying in sales goes, you know, hero to zero and that fast, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it, it just doesn't feel good. So when you have talented people, talented people have choice, right? You yep. choose to leave. I chose to leave. It's yeah. Because, you know, if it's not managed correctly and it's, it's such a shame because so much, there's so much potential and just the person you mentioned you're coaching right now, um, I think that's pretty sad. Yeah, you know, and, and what's even worse is if you, you know, and I'm sure you saw it on the, on the teams you were at, and it might even be, you know, with the listeners who are listening is, if you look at how leadership or management hold their sales team accountable or lack thereof or treat their sales team, I can almost guarantee it's how their customers are being treated. Hmm. Yeah. And that's sad. Totally. Yeah. So it's it's really good because we do have a lot of people who who are, you know, solopreneurs or small company owners. So they, they're still in control. And that's what I always say. You don't have to be that person. You make that decision, right? If you want to be the sleazy salesperson, you can. If you don't want to be the sleazy salesperson, you can. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I want to speak to that for a second, you know, for, um, for a lot of the listeners who are, you know, on their own, and they're doing things is I always use these three C's and I think this may help because I think that solo entrepreneur who's out on their own controls a lot more of their own destiny. And I think you'd probably agree yeah. is if you can, the three C's are it's how you care for somebody, how you connect to somebody and how you show compassion for somebody. And if you can incorporate those into what you're doing is when you connect with somebody you got to dig way below the fricking surface and you got to just dig, dig, dig and build that meaningful, incredible relationship. You got to show you care and you have to genuinely show compassion for somebody. It's to me, 
that's just where it's at. To me, it's, it's a non-negotiable thing. And I'm even, you know, in, in what you're doing, Christine, what I'm doing as well, right? It's almost that solo entrepreneur, right? Yeah. That, that we're out there. And when you can, when you can bring, and, and I looked, and I look at how we connected, it's the same thing, right? Totally. It's the, yeah. it's how we connected. We went below the surface, right? We're showing that we care for each other. And then it's just the nature of who we are, right? I, I mean, what you speak about and what I speak about are is like is mirror moments because there's there's so much in alignment, but it's yeah. that compassion that you have for people, and it shows. And people will genuinely drive and engage in a conversation with you if you can show how well you can connect to them, how well you care about them, and how well you're compassionate. Yeah, and I think there's one more layer to it, and you probably agree. Once you combine those three C's and you lift those three C's, interestingly, more people will show up in your life that have the same values. And all of a sudden conversations become easier. It is easier to go deeper than just the surface because people are opening up because they know you are open. Yeah. And, and, and it's interesting. I just think that we live in this fast paced world and I get it right but we just don't connect. In other words, if I'm introduced to you, it might just be, you know, hey, I'd like to, for you to meet Christine and I'll do a little bit of small talk with Christine. Hey, Christine, how's it going? How's your day going and things like that? And you're going to say, oh, it's fine and so forth. And we move on. As opposed to truly understanding and trying to build that relationship with somebody. Yeah. By digging in below the surface, it's just we have too many surface level conversations. My opinion. Yeah, totally agree. But the good thing is as soon as you have that freedom as a solopreneur or a small company owner, you can take your time. You, the only pressure you put on yourself, but you can take the time to nurture these conversations. Yeah, and if, and if you do it with consistency and you make it a priority, it just, it becomes natural. And, and I think it's unnatural for a lot of people because the pressure that's being placed, whether it's them, they do themselves or, you know, from a leader or a manager is we don't have enough time to do this because yeah. we're being squashed to produce numbers. But if you just, because people always ask me, well, how did you do this? And I said, you know what? I just made a mental commitment to myself and, you know, sorry, I basically threw up the middle finger to a lot of my managers and just said, you know what, that you're going to get what you're going to get with me. And if you don't, you know, and unfortunately you don't like it, I'm doing what's in the best interest of this company for goodness sakes. Right. Yeah. I'm taking really great care of your customers and but what was interesting is why I believe what you and I are so closely aligned to matters is, like I said, I've been far removed. I sold out of my last organization in 2013, August. So, you know, we're now, what, six and a half years I'm removed from that company. I still run into past employees. They're still my friends. They said that our customers still talk about you to this day. Yeah. And I haven't seen any of them, Christine, in six and a half years. Yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And that's what I want people to, to understand, whether you're that solo individual entrepreneur or you're in a sales team, 
is you have to bring the goods to what you do. You have to bring sincerity, authenticity, substance, goods, and you got to bring your heart to what you do because people are, are, they, they want it. They'll crave it. I know they will because you're going to deliver something that is so unique to what most people believe is going on out there that you will rise outside of what I call the sea of sameness because um, I'll share something with you is I had somebody on our podcast. This was many, many months ago. And we started talking about the sea of sameness. We started saying, you know what? We got to take our, our jaded glasses off that we look at, you know, through our set, through our sales eyes. We got to take those glasses off. He says, because through your client's eyes, through your prospect's eyes, there's not much difference between competitor A, B, and C. Not much at all. Yeah. The company could basically service whatever you're selling, competitor A, B, and C, all the same way. Somebody's going to come out with a better, faster widget. But what's going to define you and what makes you different is how fast you get to somebody's heart. And I firmly believe that in a world where we're not trusted, they think we're full of BS and they're skeptical about everything that we have to say. We already know that we're behind the eight ball already. The faster I can get to somebody's heart by showing that I truly care and I'm there to help solve their business problems and challenges, right away they're going to go, finally, finally I found somebody that is listening to me that's different and then watch how they start to open up. Mm, Yeah, so, so true. So to finish off, do you have a favorite mantra or inspirational quote you want to share? Uh, wow. I got, I got tons of them. Well, what's, what comes top to top of mind? So th- this is probably, I'm going to share with you. This is my all time favorite. It's in my book and I, and there's a lot of double negatives in this, but I think you're going to understand it. I said, salespeople today have hypnotized themselves into believing what they're not doing doesn't work. Now think about that one for a second. Yeah. (laughs) Salespeople have hypnotized themselves into believing what they're not doing doesn't work. And they're, and I say this because as people listen to this podcast, they're going to say, uh, you, you know, you're full of bull crap, Larry, this stuff doesn't work. Well, how do you know you're not even doing it anyway? Exactly. Yes. That's so true. Wow. (laughs) What a quote. What a quote. Well, thank you so, so much, Larry. I, you know, I mean, we both could talk for hours since we share so many values. And well, I, 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 prom- I, I, pro- I promise you this, when you come on my podcast and we're going to continue this conversation deal. Well, that sounds good. So people All right. take a note. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe. <laughs> um, so let's send people to um, the page where they can have a look at your book and, um, and your podcast. Yeah, you can just go to sellingfromtheheart.net. And when you go to sellingfromtheheart.net, you can find the podcast, you can find the book, you can find why the book, chapters of the book. If you choose to, you could take it for a cruise and you can download the first three chapters of Selling from the Heart. Awesome. Yeah. And I will make sure all the links are in the show notes. So you are just one click away and make sure you subscribe to Selling from the Heart. It's an amazing, amazing podcast. You love it. And obviously you don't want to miss my episode with Larry. (laughs) 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 So thank you so, so much for for spending time with us, for sharing from your heart. And uh, yeah, have a wonderful day. 
Now, this this is awesome. I, I will leave you with this. So isn't it amazing what technology does when I'm in yeah. California and you're in Germany? This is freaking awesome. It is totally awesome. Thank you so much, Larry. All right. You're very welcome. Bye. I could talk to Larry all day long. This was so much fun and I hope you had fun as well. And you really learned more about how you can be authentic in sales, how you can have integrity and bring more substance to the table, to your clients, so that you can really sell from the heart that it is fun because at the end of the day, um, your impact counts and the heart sells, that's the truth. So you are here in the right place if you are looking to give more of your gifts to the world. To support you, I have show notes for you. I have the three most important key points and the transcripts and obviously all the links that lead to Larry. All you need to do is hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab and then the shows of Larry 174 and 175. And all his links are there so you can connect with him, you can tune into his podcast, you can check out his book and I highly recommend you do this. It's uplifting, empowering and in case you might be a little bit frustrated about other the salespeople out there who are not in integrity or who are not authentic, um, this will really uplift you and show you there are tons of salespeople and entrepreneurs who want to be coming from this authentic place. So you are right in the right place if you are tuning in to Larry's Selling from the Heart material. Also, while you're over there, join the Heart-Centered Lead Generation Summit, where I have gathered over 40 amazing experts sharing their world-class strategies on how to generate leads, a consistent client flow without losing your authenticity, with really coming from the place that feels good, that gets you results. And, you know, those people have amazing success. They worked for some amazing names like Grant Cadone, Marie Folio, Daniela Port, Lisa Sasevich. And, you know, they are just there to share their wisdom and what they have shared with others who got this amazing, amazing success. So hop on over to christineschlonsky.com and find the Heart-Centered Lead Generation Summit or you can just put in heartcenteredleadgenerationsummit.com and the URL will take you there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful day wherever you are and I'm saying bye for now. Bye.